Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to do a quick review of our draft side. Lockout is not over just yet, but it looks like all the updates are in uh, and my team is done and dusted. So we'll kick off with that to start the week. Uh, we had a huge weekend, to be honest with you. I had a little bit on. Uh, we got engaged on Saturday night, so that sort of uh, took up the vast majority of the weekend, which was fantastic. So I had to spend Sunday sort of catching up on games and whatnot. So that's why there was no content on Saturday and Sunday. I had my hands full there. Um, so that we'll have plenty to go through in the round in, in the rapid round review, which will be coming a little bit later today. And then we'll be going to Bloke in a Bar Studios to record our review for round 16, which should be an absolute cracker. We'll probably touch on a little bit to do a state of origin. There's been a lot that has happened over the last 48 hours or so as far as Latrell, Felice Cafusi. We're hitting Jordan McLean's going to make his debut. And hopefully, by the time you guys are listening to this, we'll know what the New South Wales and Queensland sides are. Hopefully, we know about them before we start bloke in a bar uh, tomorrow. So fingers crossed, but anyway, we'll get into our draft review now. Um, as I said last week, and it's funny, you know, I've been copying a little bit of stick from a couple of draft players out there that messaged me at the end of my draft reviews. I was obviously doing very well at the start of the season. Uh, I was flying with Pappy and all these guys. I was uh, first overall points in my, in my league, I was, I think, second on the ladder. I don't think I was ever first. I sort of got a little bit unlucky with some results to start the season. Um, but I was really cruising, and I was really confident. Then I lost Pappy. Uh, and I sort of said when I lost Pappy, look, if I can just get through the next six weeks uh, with one or two wins, I'll be okay. Uh, and I slowly started to drop down the points scored, which is what matters in our comp realistically. And I ended up being, I think, seventh uh, overall for points scored last week, but I was eighth on the ladder, um, which when I sort of said on the podcast last week that I wasn't fast, it'll turn around very quickly. I just need Pappy back uh, and a couple of, c- couple of guys just to come up with some actual point scoring plays. Um, I had a couple of people that messaged me, sort of abusing me, saying that I was like uh, trying to be cocky and it was like I'm in eighth place out of 14. I should be more worried than what I am. Look, I'm very confident with the team I've got. I always play the long game. This is what me and Natty always talk about. You play the long game in draft. Um, and I've always been really confident that my team would come good. If you go back and listen to the last few weeks, I've always been very confident despite some pretty poor performances over the last few weeks and um, some losses that were pretty tough to swallow at the time. But just thinking long term, I know I've got a team that can be very successful in my draft comp and I think I will be uh, successful. I'm not saying I'll win it, but I'm pretty confident I'll be a top four team by the end of the year. So when I was eighth last week and sort of came off a little bit cocky maybe in the podcast, um, I was just confident with where my team's at. And this week, uh, they've bounced back well. I think it's probably... 
the biggest turnaround I've ever had. I think last week I scored 604 points, which was very, very disappointing, or or two weeks ago because we had the buy round. 604 points my team scored. I think I had one try scored the entire weekend. So a pretty disappointing result. I think my captain got like 38 or something. So a pretty shit weekend. I, in fact, it might have actually been my worst weekend of all time in draft um, outside of probably buy rounds. Uh, it was awful. Um, and then this week... The opposite happened. I think I had my best week. Well, I, I did have my best weekend ever in draft this weekend. So it's crazy how quickly it can change. Scored 1,016. Uh, as I've said a few times in my comp, there's three of us that have won two premierships. And then there's another three or four that have won one premiership. And I think I was just about the only one out of all the boys uh, that had never scored over 1,000, which was fucking bizarre. Like I've I've been in, I've lost three grand finals. I've won two. I've never managed to crack 1,000 points, which has just been crazy. I think everyone else has done it. Um, then I managed to do it this weekend out of the blue. Scored 1,016. So my difference between the last two weeks was 400 points, which is insane. Just crazy. Literally my worst weekend ever backed up with my actual best weekend ever of draft. So pretty crazy. And it's insane how quickly it can turn. Um, and that's taken, this weekend has taken me from seventh overall in points to second overall in points. So it can all turn very quickly. One good performance, obviously Ryan Pappenhausen came back. He was my VC this week. First game of the week I uh, was on about 30 with, Seven minutes to go, whatever it was, ended up on 135. So Pappy was my first player. He did unreal. I was playing Allen this week, who has a very good side, and he proved this weekend that he has a bloody good side. I feel sorry for him. He actually got the second highest score of the week, um, 887, and still got beat by 140-odd. So a tough gig for him. I've been there before. It sucks when that happens to you. Uh, But, yeah, still showed that his team is very solid, and they'll be there when the whips are cracking at the end of the season. Um, I had Ryan Pappenhaus in the first game. I also had Olakawatu, got 82, uh, scored a cracking try there, which unreal. And then I had to make a decision on Thursday night, what it, which of my, my fourth and fifth CTWs, which one I was going to play. It was between Kola and Tomoko. Um, on paper, Tomoko was playing the Dragons. Um, he was marking up against Moses Suli, so it was probably a matchup that I didn't mind in that one. But I, the, the thing that forced my hand was the weather conditions. Knowing that he would be playing in the pissing rain and Kohler would be playing in the dry, I decided to go Kohler, thankfully. I was talking to a mate who knows he's super coach, big Canberra Raiders fan. He sort of said, go Matty Tomoko. Thankfully, I made the decision to go Kohler. He scored 100 there, absolutely carved it. So from Thursday night, I had three players. I had Papi who got 135. I had Kohler who got 100. And Olakowatu was the disappointment of the night with 82. So I was very happy with that. Had the VC on Papi. At this point, though, I wasn't overly confident because the bloke I was versing had DCE as his VC who went 100 plus as well. I think he ended up on 118 DCE. So um, obviously an advantage to me from the captaincy, but probably not as much as you'd expect when your Thursday night captain gets 135. It's not very often the guy that you're versing also comes up with 100 plus VC when there was only two hundred plus scorers in the game, uh, so it was. I, I was definitely in front by that point, but it was reasonably close. His the, his next player was then AJ Brimson, who scored eighty four points. So he did very well, so still advantage me, but he'd done a lot better than how I would have liked to have seen him gone early, realistically. He also then had to have an AE, which his lowest scoring player ended up being Chrissy Randall from the Newcastle Knights, got forty one. We then rolled into the Panthers versus Roosters game. He had Isaiah did got 
did well. Uh, did his job there. I was a uh, very, very consistent sort of scorer, 56. I had Isaac Tunga, who came up with 86, got a cracking try. So by this point, I've got Papi scored two, Cola scored two, Oluquatu scored one, Tunga scored one. So I went from having one try from 13 guys, well, actually one try from 17 guys last week to in my first four guys, I had six tries. So just crazy how quickly it can turn around. And I had Victor Radley who got 31, which was a little bit disappointing, but Rad's going to take a few weeks to get back into his grind realistically. Uh, Radley's a long-term play there. So I'm happy to sit on my hands and wait for him. Uh, it was actually just after this game, the big news came out, uh, well, big news for me anyway, that Maxi King's going to get dual position. So we'll talk about him in a minute. But being able to shift him from front row to 2RF, uh, that's going to really help me later this season. We then moved into the Canterbury game. He had Kyle Flanagan, who got a 30, sort of as expected there from Flano. He, he almost scored a try at one point, to be fair. But uh, unless he comes up with attacking stats, that's what you're going to get from Flano. And a 30 from a halfback, if that's your, like your floor, not too bad, realistically. For me, I had Jeremy Marshall King. His unbelievable season continues. Scored 85 in this game. you got to remember that I didn't draft a hooker. Uh, I picked up, I think, Beyond Iodo in the last one. Just take a gamble, hoping that someone would get injured on, in Canterbury and he'd get a shot. Um, picked up Jeremy Marshall King week one, and he's been a 60-point average hooker for me, which has been unbelievable to get a hooker like that. Um, if, you, if you had to draft a 60-point hooker on draft day, you'd have to go probably round two, round three, around that. That mark. So to have him off the waivers has been unbelievable. Britt Nakora, 77, scored his first try in quite some time. Loved the game that Nakora played. He was sensational. And then Maxi King, my boy, 57. Very solid once again. Tavita Pangai Jr. got injured in this one. He's out for a few weeks. Still no sign of Luke Thompson. Uh, so hopefully Maxi King, he can keep those big minutes up for a few more weeks. We then move to the Cowboys game. He had Murray Tualangi and Jason Tamalolo, who combined for about 160 points. Uh, Tualangi, 98. Jason Tamalolo, 56. Very, very good performance for him against Brisbane. I had my boy Scotty Drinkwater, who went big again, 87 points there. I was very happy with that. And Tommy did in a disappointing 29. Uh, as I said, uh, Kyle Flanagan got a 30. My guy Tom Dearden, who I traded for a couple of weeks ago, some big names to get him. Uh, one less than Kyle Flanagan. So very, very disappointing there. Hopefully Dearden uh, can find some form soon, because he isn't playing to the level that I hoped he would. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. I'm obviously going heavy with the Cowboys halves, Drinkwater and Dearden, uh, but I am a big believer in both of them. We then had the South Sydney Rabbitoh. Oh, no, sorry, we had the Broncos. I had Katoni Staggs. It was the only player from that game. He got 19 for a third-round pick. Very disappointing from Katoni. By round next week, I really need Katoni to have a big week. He's going to be one of my key guys. I think I'm down one or two players, uh, so I need him to put in a big performance this week coming, but we'll talk about that probably a little bit later this week, realistically. We then had South Sydney and Parramatta. Alan, he's got Damian Cook, who scored 81, a very impressive performance from Damian Cook. Regan Campbell-Gillard, 51, happy with that as a front row forward. And then Micah Sivo just didn't get those try-scoring opportunities, so he put up a disappointing 19 Supercoach points for him there. On Sunday, the Warriors, uh, they took on the West Tigers in their return game. He had Jazz Tavanga, who I had in Classic as well that I played. So when Jazz went over the HIA, my, my draft game was already was like pretty much done by that point, realistically. So I was praying for Jazz to get back on the field. Thankfully, he did for my Classic side. Uh, but Jazz got 56. I think he was he finished on 61 or so, downgraded a few so we can wear that. Nofaluma, no try-scoring opportunities this week. Wasn't playing for Samoa, so he only scored a 33. And then Zach Lomax in the late game got a 46 for Allen. My Sunday, guys, you and Aitken absolutely killed it. 
72 points, essentially all in base. Had a couple of tackle breaks and whatnot, but no try, no line break. Absolutely love you and Aiken. He's a weapon for me out in the CTWs. Um, a lot of people push back on where I drafted him, round two. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But I knew that I was going to get a guy like Tony Staggs. I knew I was going to get a guy like Isaac Tungo. So I just wanted the most solid uh, CTW I could find. And for me, that was you and Aiken. I'm not relying on him scoring tries every week. Because if he does score a try, I'm guaranteed 100 points straight away. Uh, but you and Aiken, just for him to get 55 to 70 every single week in base is just unbelievable for me. I love having him there. Uh, and then I had my AE was Stefano from the West Tigers. Scored a 21. I'm going to hold him for a few more weeks to see how he goes. I think he's got a bit more potential in him. If he can turn a corner, we will see. I'll hold him for next week. He'll be a playing player next week, so that'll come in handy. On my bench, I had Matty Tomoko got a 23. Thankfully, I didn't play him over Kohler, or I would have missed my 1,000-point score, and the game would have been a lot closer then. Uh, Volkman got 35 on my bench as well. No attacking stats there. That was just offloads, tackles, and a couple of runs, realistically. So I'm going to hold Volkman for a few more weeks. I, I do like him, as you guys know, so I'm going to give him a few more weeks to get used to first grade. And then Tom Burgess, he played extended minutes because uh, there were a couple of injuries. I believe Harm Sele got injured, and I believe Mark Nichols also got injured, so he ended up scoring 63, played 59 minutes, which is uh, exciting. I, I think he was much better this week. His last game against the Dragons, he went like a fucking busted, and I sort of thought he might be on the outside a little bit, uh, but he bounced back with a really good performance here. So next week, South Sydney, I think they're going to be short a couple of front rowers and a couple of forwards, uh, so hopefully Tom Burgess, he can put in a big performance and knock me out 55 to 60 next week in buy round. That would be unreal. On Allen's bench, pretty solid. Sean Russell, who didn't play. Nathan Brown, who was in the team at the moment. I feel sorry for Alan drafting Nathan Brown. I, I, I've probably done it three or four times over the last seven or eight years with Nathan Brown. Um, just not getting picked in this Parramatta side at the moment. It looks like he's not going to get back into it anytime soon. So that's a tough pill to swallow. He then had Kirk Capewell, 44. And Toby Rudolph, who got a 64, who Alan didn't play, which I understand why. Uh, but Toby Rudolph, I thought that was the best game of his season so far. I thought it was great. 64 super coach points, unreal. So yeah, ended up beating Allen there by 140, I think it is, 130, something along those lines. So he got the second highest score of the week and still got done by that much, which is a uh, very tough pill to swallow, a bad week to play me. And, you know, pretty scary. You know, it gets me excited because Pappy only turned it on for five or six minutes. I mean, if, if Pappy plays like that, like he's obviously not going to play like that for the entire 80 minutes or he'd score about 10 fucking thousand points. But if Pappy can be a little bit more consistent in his games, I think you can see the back end of that game, he really found the confidence in his legs again. He was a bit hesitant to start the game in his first one back. Uh, so really exciting to see Pappy back and some other guys stepping up like Cola. Good to see him finally score more than one try in a game. He should be that sort of guy regularly. So Britton Nakora, good to see him step up as well. He's been... 
He's been a little bit underwhelming. I thought he'd be better than what he is. He's probably been exactly what Britton Corey has been over the last few years, but I thought he'd uh, upgrade a little bit this season. That was good to see. You and Aiken was fantastic, as I said. Drink water, 87. He has just been a fucking gem for me. Got him in round 10. Uh, he's going to be a 75.58 or fullback this year, Drinky. So very, very excited. I think if I am going to win the comp this year, I'm probably going to have to beat Allen at some point. So it's going to – at some point again. So I've got a feeling this won't be the last time that we meet each other. When I have a look at this weekend coming in, I'll probably talk about it a, a little bit later because it is pretty relevant for draft round 17. There are only certain teams playing, so this is where it gets really tough because you've got to have a look at your opposition, who they've got. And this week, my opposition gem is my best mate. He's actually got more players than me, but I would say that I've got more quality players this week. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup to see how we go. I won't go through his players, but I will go through mine really quickly. So on Thursday night, the Cronulla Sharks, they take on the Melbourne Storm. Uh, so for me in this one, I've got Britton Nakora, and I've also got my boy Ryan Pappenhausen. So I'll be chucking a VC on Pappy. You do get a free shot at your VC and your captains in round 17. So hopefully Pappy can put on a big performance. I think once everything's updated and unlocked tomorrow... Pappy's going to open with an average of 100 points in round 17, which is fucking insane. So good to have him on my side. I was having a look. 50% of his scores this year. So 50% of his scores so far this year are over 100, which is unbelievable. So I have Britton Decora and Ryan Pappenhausen, two of my very good players and my best player by far and away. Then we'll have the Knights and the Rabbitohs on Friday night. I will obviously have here Tom Burgess. Uh, so I think he can play some really good minutes in this one with all the injuries they've got and everything. So he'll come straight into my side, Tom Burgess. Uh, then on Saturday, we've got the West Tigers and the Parramatta Eels. Tough one for me. I've got Stefano, who's going to be on my bench. And at the moment, uh, so that I could take... The VC score of Ryan Pappenhausen this week I had to bring in a non-playing player, so I grabbed Alex Twole, so I'll be able to drop him this week. Just going to wait and see if there's any news on his HIA, if he could potentially come back early. Probably won't, uh, but if something happens this week, I've got him. If not, um, I'll be trading him out just for anyone that plays this weekend. I haven't really worked out who that will be, but I will bring in someone. Uh, so pretty limited from that game. And then we've got the Broncos taking on the Dragons, where I have got Katoni Staggs there. So... I don't have a heap of players this week, but I've got quality players. I've got Nakora, I've got Pappy, I've got Stag. So if just one of them can get a big captain score, I'll probably have to go uh, Pappy into Stags. I think I will need a big score to win. But if one of them can go 100, 120 points, uh, I can probably reel uh, Jem in here realistically, who I think he'll have two to three more players than me, maybe four. Uh, but they probably aren't the same sort of players as I've got, not of the same quality. So it will be a really interesting game. Hopefully, Pappy, he can go big against Cronulla Sharks on Thursday night and put that one to bed early. And that would just about lock me into the top four in my comp at the moment. As I said, second overall in points, happy with where I'm sitting. Fifth at the moment on the ladder. Uh, still very, very confident that I can get into the top four of this draft comp this year, though. Just need Pappy to keep firing the way he did the other night uh, or to play a little bit more consistently throughout games and keep scoring tries throughout my side, which I've got a very high attacking side. Um, you know, even in my back row, you Nakora's, your Olakowatu's, Drinkwater, Dearden, Tunga, Staggs, Cola, Aitken, like all these guys can score tries out of nowhere. And if not, they're all going to base that well. So happy with how the team's lining up. Long way to go, uh, but a good bounce back this week. My highest score ever in Supercoach draft. And uh, yeah, has me confident that we're heading in the right direction once again.
spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.